Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Savior Podcast. It's all about Jesus. Let's pray. Oh Father, we just thank you Lord for another day. We're one day closer to being with you. Thank you Father for your love and your mercy and your forgiveness, but also your protection and your provision. You do it all for us Father. It's you and you alone. We love you, Father. I just ask you to be with every listener. You know all our needs. Help us, Father, to just lean on you. And when you come through, as always, that we witness and tell people. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Well, it's been hard this last week or two. You know, I went to Texas and back, and, you know, my sister died, and we weren't on speaking terms. We hadn't spoke. Look, I just want to share some things because in real life, I want I want y'all to see how easily relationships are broken and, and not easily repaired. And I, I don't understand it, and I don't have to. You know, God's in control. I don't even know how to start, so I'm just going to. You know, I've been to prison a lot. I mentioned that. And, uh, man, I got out in 91, one of the times. Got out in 1991, and, you know, I'm starting fresh. I don't have anything. So I go to my mom's house. Uh, I was probably there about a month, maybe not even. Well, I, I came home one day, and, uh, work I was selling cars and I heard my sister in the other room cussing I thought she was on the phone I go in there and man she's talking to my mother so I, I didn't do nothing I just grabbed her by her arms walked her out the front door put her out there and shut the door and said when I leave you can come back in that was 1991 y'all she didn't speak to me after that for nine years till 2000 when I got out of prison again. I ended up going back to prison four or five months after that, okay, and uh, it stayed, you know, until September of 2000. Well, she didn't speak to me then either, but in December of 2000, my brother got robbed and shot, and uh, she came over there and talked to me. So she uh, revealed something that happened to her. You know, she'd gotten molested by an uncle when she was young, and uh, she wanted me to do something to him. And I said no, and she didn't talk to me again, okay? That was 2000, all right? She died a couple of weeks ago, 23 years. You see, you see? But it, of course, it, who knows what was going on in her head or whatever. But for her to think that I would just drop everything, my life, you know, reconciling with my sons, all this, because I just got out of prison, been there eight, nine years 
and wants me to go and do something to somebody to go right back for life or death, you know, and I say no and she don't talk to me. Cool. Okay. Life goes on, you know. But man, to see that, you know, how she just bitter with everybody, you know, and hey, okay, I understand, you know, but there's healing. You hear me? There's forgiveness and healing in Jesus and only Jesus. Trust me, if I didn't know the Lord, I could be a bitter fool too. I could. Real easy. Actually, I get that way sometimes. But it's just a temporary, you know, mood. You know, I come to my senses real quick. You know, it's I, you can't live like that. You know, so when my mother died, uh, she had left the house to my brother. She'd made it clear. You know, I was there with her right before she died. I mean, like days before. And then I left, you know. But, um, you know, she told me, I don't have anything to give you, son. The house is your brother's and the truck is his. But your sister's not going to take her name off the house. So my sister took the house from my brother and uh, just took it from him, you know. And I don't know who got the truck. I was I went back to prison. Who knows? Has absolutely nothing to do with me. I'm not into stuff. You know, I've had a lot of stuff in my life and it, it brought me nothing but heartache and prison time. So I'm not into stuff anymore, you know. But uh, so now she's dead. She died. And I mean, I was a Mexican. She wasn't married or had kids. So I have to go down there. You know, my brother couldn't. He's somewhere. I don't know where he is, but he, he couldn't go. So, you know, I go down there. And and uh, so now he, through somebody else, he relays a message that he wants me to go and search the house and find the will. Because he wants that house back. He wants a house and sell or whatever. And I don't want no part of none of that. You know, turns out she did have a will. And left the house to somebody else. So now he's mad again. I mean, you see, and that's what I'm, I, you know, a part of me was like, wow, I wish I hadn't come, you know. You know, and, and this is the truth. Like I tell people, I'm not going in that house. I don't want nothing of hers because she would have rather burned it than me or my brother have it. That's just the way she was, y'all. And it's okay. I loved her just the way she was. You know, everybody knew her. She's bitter and angry 24-7. Okay, that's her. If you don't like it, don't hang around her, you know. But just because she was like that, didn't speak to me for 20-something years before she died, doesn't mean I'm going to go in there and try to do stuff that's unethical or that I ain't got no right to. It ain't happening. Talking about, well, if you find that will, that, that house is yours. I don't want that house. I don't want nothing to do with Texas. End of story. Okay? My sons and my grandchildren are down there. That's it. You know, I'm up here. I'm good up here. I got a church, church family. Tomorrow I get to preach. I mean, and then, you know, I go down there and then, oh, no, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So then I come back and, all right, so 
they have me and my brother on a death certificate. We're going to cremate her. And, uh, man, my ex paid for everything, you know. And now, so I sign everything. And my brother, he don't want to sign. So they can't cremate her. You hear me? Yeah, and uh, they're going to start charging storage and all that. And he's like, he said he did, he could care less. They could flush her. You hear me? You see? Man. Wow. Man, I'm so grateful God changed me and saved me. You know, he's, he's a good God and he'll do anything for you. He'll heal you. When I say anything... I mean, anything that is troubling you, that is hindering you in life, he can heal it. He can take it. He can turn it around. That's what he does. I can't, I get sick to my stomach thinking if I was like that, you know, like any one of them, my brother or my sister, bitter, you know, I mean, no, oh, wow, that's a terrible existence. And only because Jesus is in my life, I'm not like that anymore. You know, I, nobody should go through that. You know, hey, I've been through some terrible stuff, man. The criminal life, you know. The, 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 and yeah, nobody really understands. When I say a criminal life, I'm talking about complete psychopaths full of hate and murder that hate society and most people and have an objective. We're going to get money. Doesn't matter how. End of story. That's a terrible life. But. Boy it was. a That life was a whole lot better than. Little crap I had to go through down there. Surrounding death. Even in the hospital. The people there. It's crazy that you could tell. These are believers. And these are not. I mean, it was so obvious. You hear me? So obvious. Man. And I just, and I was like, Lord, forgive me. But I just keep, kept thinking, man, these people deserve each other. You know, birds of a feather flock together. It's real. Boy, because there are some sad people there. and Lost in the world without God and without hope. That's what the Bible says. You know, man just ruins, you know, and I just came in there, I wanted to pray, ask for forgiveness, let her know I was there, but she was in a coma already, you know, but it didn't matter, I, I made my peace, and I just wanted to leave, you know, man, I just wish I never talked to my brother, I just, what a man, you know, but, like I say, God is faithful. My life will go on, and, and, and it's good, and it's okay. But that every now and then, you know, that I had to stop everything and, and, and you know, go down there. And, and then I miss, you know, three, four days work. Hey, man, I'm in a hole, you know, because I don't build up material stuff here. I, I tithe, and I give, and I pay my bills. That's it, you know. I could care less about material stuff. It means absolutely nothing to me. You know, I have what I need. I don't have to ask anybody for anything ever. And that means something to me. 
But, you know, like I say, I get in a little hard now and then. So on my days off, I'm going to have to go out scrapping or just go find some day labor to catch up. I mean, it's no big deal. But uh, like I say, man, it's hard in my head, in my mind that, you know, I think these things. And I'm honest. I could care less what you or anybody else thinks. I'm honest. Okay? I keep it real. That's what the Lord demands of us. Honesty. You know? You know, I just keep thinking, man, I wish I never would have went, you know. If I could go back, no, I wouldn't go. Your sister, well, she hated my guts, you know. She hated me, you know, especially if I, if I know now, you know, if I knew then what I know now, what I was going to have to go through, no, I wouldn't have went, no. You know, then I didn't have the money to go. My son paid $500 for a round-trip ticket. Man, that's what I mean, man. It was just a disruption. That's why I want to, you know, and all it made me do is put my house in order. I'm getting prepaid funeral, cremation, because nobody's going to be stuck out or fighting or nothing. Man, but anyway, my sons, they got class. You hear me? and respect and love that they never do anything like that you know never they just it doesn't mean anything family means something to them not money you know i mean man it's just pathetic man and it's sad that most people are like that out in the world you know the worldly people god's remnant's not supposed to be like that but there's a whole bunch of greedy ones in the church too, trust me, but God will deal with them, but man, yeah, yeah, I was in foul mood, you know, I got in a foul mood, and then I have to come back up here, you know, home, and, 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 and readjust, and all that, you know, and, you know, and, and, yeah, the Lord carries me through it, but I chose to get angry and aggravated and stop and think everything through that I just put myself through and think, wow, I, I don't want to see those people anymore. You know, my sons, you know, my, my, my family, but all those others, I just know, no, you know, God help them. You know, man, you're all right. You know, listen to my podcast if you want to know how I got saved and sanctified and redeemed and, and he's taken care of me. Bobby has absolutely nothing to do with it. I wake up believing and trusting him. End of story. End of story. I'm going on nine years without drugs in my body, except pot. Nine years. You hear me? And it's all him. I have absolutely nothing to do with it. I wake up, okay? And one day I won't wake up, and it'll be great. I'll be with him. Right now, I just wake up, and as soon as I'm conscious, oh, yeah, it's me. I'm still here. I thank him and praise him for taking me through another one. That's it. He opens the doors. He directs my path. I open my mouth and get off course sometimes, but he straightens me out and gets me right back on. It's him, and he's coming. I love you, brothers and sisters.
pray for me in Jesus' name.